When I look in the mirror, I don't see wrinkles. When I look in the mirror, I see hair on my head, not my shoulder. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the fountain of truth. The fountain of truth about what? Well, the fountain of truth about aging. Well, I wouldn't be truthful if I didn't tell you that there are people there, credible people, people that people are listening to, that think that there's the end of aging, that the fountain of truth about aging is we're not going to age, that there will be immortality. And if I just swept this under the rug and said, well, you know what, there's two way out there for us, I would be doing you a terrible disservice. So today I have with me James Stroll, co-director and co-founder of People Unlimited, and it's a growing group. He's executive director of the Coalition for Radical Life Extension. Um, He is the producer, one of the producers of RadFest, and you may know that we just covered RadFest very, very recently because it did have a wonderful four-day live event, Uh, yes, live, uh, in uh, San Diego, and I was there for just about all the four days. And if you know my coverage, and I did several YouTube videos on this, you'll know that I didn't think it was all that radical. Uh, Maybe that will be challenging to James, but I heard a lot of what I always hear from the traditional geroscientists that I hang out with, from the folks like David Sinclair and Nir Barzillai and the others over at the Catalyst Institute that had its conference the week after, and many things that are easy for all of us to put into practice for better health span. Because as you know, I don't believe in immortality. I do consider myself a longevitist, which means that we're leaving a lot of years on the table. I do believe we can live healthier and longer and well past the age of 100. And we're doing a crappy job about it in terms of our public policy here in the U.S. I don't believe about uh, living forever. But this guest does. And he is not alone. So thank you, James, so much for speaking with us today, and we can unpack this big idea that you have. Well, thank you very much, Adrian, for having me on. <laughs> and, and I'm happy you enjoyed RadFest. And I, I did. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw you out there enjoying so much, and uh, like everyone else was, it was an extraordinary event. Not only the great science that was brought to the table, but the camaraderie and the inspiration between people uh, was very stirring. I think you would agree. Well, these are extraordinary people in many ways, and let's say a few words. I do want you to uh, to tell us what you mean by immortality in a moment, but explain RadFest, because they did hear it from me. They do have it on three separate videos. I covered the merchandise that you have there. I covered the attitude of the folks there, which was very uplifting, and of course, more importantly, the scientific breakthroughs. But tell us a little bit about the conference, because it certainly has grown. And then we'll delve deeper into the issue of immortality. Okay, sure. So uh, we had our first RadFest in 2016. And um, I'm actually the director of the Coalition for Radical Life Extension, which produces RadFest. And we got the idea for RadFest in actually 2014. Uh, Myself uh, and my associates here uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona, we have an organization called People Unlimited. It's a community that's uh, dedicated to super longevity. Uh, it's dedicated to educating people on the subject and uh, inspiring them. And we're probably the largest uh, organization of its kind in the world. Uh, we meet on a regular basis, twice a week. We uh, have events uh, on, a, on a continuous basis. And 
we have an international presence. So uh, anyway, we, we felt uh, that we wanted to broaden our scope. Uh, and we had a really great brainstorming meeting in 2014 and decided to go out to the radical life extension community. Uh, and what I mean by that is we started reaching out to some of the scientists and doctors that were doing not only anti-aging, but were interested in age reversal. So we started reaching out to them. Uh, I did personally. My first experience uh, in that was to come in contact with Dr. Bill Andrews, who owns Sierra Scientists. Sciences. Now he's a, as you probably heard him speak, an amazing scientist that's working on a gene therapy to reverse aging, actually to lengthen the telomeres and reverse aging. So that's very exciting, exciting work. But as I began to talk to uh, Bill Andrews, uh, Bill Falloon, owner of Life Extension Foundation, uh, many, many others that I started to reach out to, they're all excited about this idea of forming not only the Coalition for Radical Life Extension, because why we formed the coalition was to kind of, well, we wanted to galvanize the Radical Life Extension community. And then we wanted to also create an event that would be kind of the initiation of, of, of this coalition. And so it's been very successful, consequently. We had our first event, RadFest, like I said, in 2016. And we wanted something totally different. And a lot of our scientists <laughs> and scientists in general have told me they get kind of bored sometimes in their own science events. So they you know, walk out and talk in the hallway. So they asked me, hey, Jim, please don't uh, create something that's uh, try to create something that's, that's a little more exciting and, and, and would you know, keep our attention. So that was a challenge in itself. So as we went to the drawing board, we said, hey, why don't we create something like a, a Woodstock for Radical Life Extension? Right. That's fun and festive. And, and it would also draw on the public because that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to educate, not only, not only create collaborations between the scientists and the doctors, but also educate the public on what was going on because really uh, by educating the public and forming them and getting them on board, uh, we begin to create a force, uh, what we call a tipping point uh, of people that can actually uh, begin to be a force in this world uh, to support age reversal, uh, anti-aging, and the great longevity efforts that these scientists and doctors. Right. So I'm going to make a distinction here. It came together. There were many. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to make a distinction here, James, because uh, we've had many geroscientists, including ones that were at your presentation at your conference. And most of us, particularly my listeners, do believe in longevity. What they mean is that right now we're told that our mid-70s, maybe 80, 83, that's our lifespan. Uh -huh. And the fact is that credible gerid scientists who do not believe in immortality say that we're leaving about 35 years on the table. And right. that uh, 100, 115, this would be really what we should shoot for. And more importantly, those years should not be with Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and dementia and mobility issues. Right. Uh, Radfest does all of that. And Radfest talks about all of that. And so do you. Yes. But you go one step further. Yes, that's right. Which is we can actually not just beat aging or unhealthy aging. We can even beat death. Now, what do you mean? Because immortality is a word thrown around. It means different things to different people. That's what does right. it mean to your mission? Explain that to us. Okay. Well, I see I have a, first of all, Adrian, I see I have a big job in converting you right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but there would be a lot of people in my field of aging that wouldn't even have you say your say. 
they would yeah. be so close to it. But I'm not one of those. So I want to hear yeah. just what that means to you. Yeah, well, well, that's that's kind of sad in any sense, I guess, because it is. That's, that's human nature, right? I mean, we right. uh, anything new, we have a little bit of a problem embracing and then everybody calls you crazy. And then after it comes forth and, and science proves it and it begins to become the norm, everybody says, oh, I knew that all the time. <laughs> right, exactly. So, so but, but that's okay. That That's human nature. I have no... Uh, argument with that. I think uh, there's many people that are doing some aging. Uh, but what we were talking about, look, if you can extend the lifespan uh, for, say, uh, say beyond 10 years, okay, we've about double the lifespan. So that in itself is some evidence that if we've doubled it, why can't we triple it? And if we tripled it, why can't we quadruple it? It's just all a matter of finding the right equations, the right, the right, the right, uh, uh, innovation. Now, you know, innovation one of is now the things on the table. that, yeah. yeah, there are a lot Go of ahead. innovations on the table. Remember that age reversal is something that you brought to the fore and that right. you, along with uh, quieter organizations that haven't brought in the public, are really making progress. Uh, right. There are things that you talked about, and I did discuss this at length with my listeners. The uh, regeneration of cells, regeneration of sight, reversal of aging and decline, measuring where you are. So all of these things are real and they're happening. So in our next segment, what I want to pose to you is this. You had um, a variety of of people there like a good friend of mine, uh, Jose Cordero. Sure. Who really do believe in the death of death. Right. But, but some of them believe in that you'll be who you are forever and you simply won't die. Some of them believe that your mind and your personality will become a matter of being in the cloud and you uh-huh. may not be, you may be bodiless but live forever. And there are many iterations of this. So I'm very curious when we come back for you to tell me the ones you've encountered, right? And Absolutely. the ones that you think are the most possible. Is that okay? I'd be glad to. Fascinating stuff. Don't you guys go anywhere. Full of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, because I am happy, and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. Da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, because I am happy. And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bowl, the Fountain of Truth, the Fountain of Truth about aging. There were two really important conferences back-to-back in the month of October, one in San Diego, and that is called RadFest. And we have with us today a co-director and co-founder of uh, People Unlimited, and he's also the executive director of Coalition for Radical Life Extension. I'm going to give you a minute, uh, in one minute, how to find all of this. But he is a producer of RadFest, one of the major events that took place. I covered this. I also want to mention to everybody that uh, James is the author of Just Getting Started. And that's uh, 50 years of living forever. So he's spent a lot of time on the issue of immortality. And what I asked him about was, the definitions and the various ideas floating around out there about what immortality really is. You're on, James. Let's hear what's cutting edge 
in the field of what's already cutting edge. Immortality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, as I was saying, um, you know, we've already extended lifespan. So what, I, what I'm specifically speaking about and have had a passion for since I was actually 11 years old, uh, when, I, when I saw that, you know, something was wrong uh, with, with death uh, and aging uh, and the loss of, of human life uh, that people had worked all their lives to create some type of really uh, magnificent uh, impression in the world. And yet we lose them. And a feeling about uh, unlimited uh, with health and vitality. So I, I understand why some people can't get the, pro the idea that we can live forever, but really we're talking about also two things, uh, not living in some decrepit state. So we can, we can actually get healthier all the time. Okay. With more vitality uh, in the right circumstances with, with the right innovations. And these innovations are exponentially coming along faster and faster. So this is not going to happen in just one step. I don't believe it's not even one innovation that's going to, that's going to be the answer. I think it's more of a proliferate of, of innovations. Uh, many that will, give us the ability to continuously extend our lives in a healthy manner. So the, as uh, Dr. Uh, Ray Kurzweil has said, and uh, Dr. Terry Grossman quoted, this, quoted the expression, live long enough to live forever. So that means, hey, this is going to be done in one lump sum. I mean, the magic wand is not going to be well, uh, just waved in the air and we all just end up, you know, or the magic pill, we all end up just living forever. But there will be great innovations we can use that will take us into, uh, I'll say, Uh, quantum, quantum leaps into uh, um, this unlimited lifespan. So the reality is, is that this is going to be done in steps. So a, a key thing is to be healthy and stay alive in this day and age. And, and, that, and all the innovations are there to, to do that if you're, not, if you're proactive with them. Uh, as Bell Falloon has quoted many times, uh, no one has to die if you, if you constantly stay on top of your health, measure, do the blood work, uh, measure, your, measure where you're at with uh, your health continuously by the blood work and scans, et cetera, and then treat them and treat them proactively, not waiting until something comes along where it becomes such an issue. It's so difficult to treat. You may not be able to get through it. But uh, if you be proactive that way and stay alive, there's new innovations coming uh, just every, every year, uh, in fact, every month. And that's the concept, you know, stay alive long enough to live forever until the next innovation comes along and this will be done in steps. But, you know, you, you can't, Uh, it, it's hard to imagine. I know if you're sitting back and saying, wow, we've had these limited lifespans of 70 or 80 years, and then all of a sudden we're going to take these leaps. Well, again, it's not going to be done in just you know, one big leap. It's going to be done exponentially, and it's very real. It's already happening. We've, like I said before, we've already extended our lives. We've doubled them in the last century, and why not double them again or triple them again and quadruple them? So this is, what, this is how this works. And immortality is, is something that, Uh, you know, for me personally, it's uh, living a vibrant life uh, and getting stronger every day, uh, building a super immune system, uh, being uh, what we're really supposed to be as a human and the human as a human uh, beings on this planet. Instead of succumbing to or just giving in to what we think is an inevitability of death, we need to begin to take a stand because really this is the most noble most, uh, I'll say, powerful stand we can take as human beings on this planet. It's the most, nothing's been done like this from this level. Uh, and this is the great challenge for all of us. And I believe this is, can be done by all of us joining together. And that's, I, I deeply believe in what's called the power of togetherness. And that's why we created RADFEST and the coalition to bring all, together all these great scientists and doctors uh, to collaborate 
and and to find new ways and empower each other to reach these goals. And already so much has happened. And I think in this one to five years, we're going to see an amazing age reversal therapy on the table that all of us will be able to use. So, James, let me say this. I absolutely agree with that. And the geroscientists that I know and work with believe in it as well. And we've seen it. We've seen new therapies. Uh, even the FDA, not uh, your best friend, is looking at reversing aging and even looking at new endpoints so that if it shows real age reversal, you don't have to even be related to a disease for them to approve a medication or a device. So right. things are, are changing even in the most regulatory level. Yes. I've also done a lot of work explaining that any average person would be better off if they thought they were going to live for a long time, particularly if they were younger. Because if that was the case, they wouldn't hate and despise aging. They wouldn't be so ageist. And they might save their health, their money, monitor themselves. It's all good. That's a good it point. Still did, it still did different than immortality. So my last question to you in the last two minutes of this segment because we're going to get to a very big question in our next segment. My last question here is, what would it look like in your view of living forever? Would you be in the same body that you are now? Would you be like some of the AI specialists say, well, your, your, your mind will be in the cloud, but you'll have no body, but your mind and personality will exist forever and you don't even know yet? I mean, how out there and how science fiction is this? Or are you seeing this as real people alive today, being alive without end unless they have some sort of accident or whatever. What's okay. your view of it? Yeah, great question. So you, you, you want to go into that now? Is that yes, I'd like to hear that. Yeah, you got to get some minutes for that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, put you on the spot there. Go ahead. Uh, are you ready for me? Yes. I don't know if you were going to break or not. Okay, so no, no, go ahead. Yeah, thank you for bringing uh, all that up. That's 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 uh, really great. Um, so, yes, um, I, I personally feel and would like uh, what would I, or we're already having. We're already utilizing innovations. Everything from you know pacemakers to glass to eyeglasses to you name it. You know all kinds of wearables uh, to help our health and to stay alive. Okay, stents, you name it. You know uh, now these innovations are becoming. Uh, more precise all the time and focused on healthy, really vibrant longevity. So I see, I see that there's a good chance that uh, we will be able to maintain these physical bodies. Uh, there have, there'll, there'll have to be uh, all kinds of innovations uh, undoubtedly for it. Uh, you know, uh, nanotechnology, uh, which Ray Kurzweil spoke about very eloquently. Uh, yep. All kinds of different new, uh, innovations that were. Yes, fascinating. I mean, I, it's too much even to go into it these, uh, completely, but... That's another show, question, but we'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah, yeah. But in answer to your question, uh, yes, we can continuously uh, stay alive with these innovations, and they're coming faster and faster. And uh, what our challenge is, is to be able to open ourselves up to utilize them and to support these innovations. That's why I'm doing what I do, to support these scientists and doctors to create these innovations and, and to speak boldly. Look, look... Uh, we need to speak boldly about this subject, I feel. Uh, it's not to me, I mean, I think healthy living is actually great, but, but, but just to extend life a few more years and then see the same decrepit thing happen, 
uh, the law, the, the, the horrible, uh, I'll say, tyranny of death to still let it yep. reign. And, 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 it, and it's nothing pretty about seeing um, amazing human beings or any human being deteriorate and just waste away. And so we still have that problem. We need to solve this problem uh, of aging and death. From uh, death from aging, and, and we can do it if we we'll all move together. There's already strong evidence that we can do it, and we need to move on that evidence and be bold about it. So I'm speaking boldly about it, whether anybody uh, say approves of that or not. Uh, I'm speaking boldly that we can live forever with vitality and and strength. And the important thing is in this that we're going to take ourselves into the era of creativity. Right now, we are all in survival, and we really don't even know who we are as human beings totally, because we're just struggling all the time in, in survival. And right when we get to the point where we really know what we're about, we're facing death. So we need to, uh, it, it's vital that we extend human life indefinitely. Fascinating stuff. Don't you guys go anywhere. Full of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, because I am happy, and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. Da-da-da-da. And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrienne Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the Fountain of Truth, the Fountain of Truth about aging. Let me give you the Fountain of Truth about technology. Uh, I love our guest. He is lighting up the stage here. But we did have to change our technology, so if this sounds a little different than the first two segments, don't go to your phone or your computer. It's not you. But we have some important information for you. We have just covered two uh, very important conferences, RADFest, and right here with us today we have James Stroll, who is uh, the producer of RADFest, the co-director, co-founder of uh, People Unlimited, and the executive director of the Coalition for Radical Life Extension, and the author of Just Getting Started, and uh, that is 50 Years of Living Forever. So he says we could have more than 50 years of living forever. We could have forever of living forever. He is one of the rare articulate immortalists here, and he is making an impact. So I want you to know all about him, and I did not want you to lose his words um, and understanding because you will get this information in very few places. Now, full disclaimer, I loved this RADFest. Go to our YouTube. You're going to see me covering it in four different videos. But I'm not an immortalist myself. I am a longevitist, and I believe that some of the zeitgeist of the immortalist might rub off on us so that we actually take better care of ourselves, and we believe that there are innovations that could make a difference in our own aging. So, James, what I'd like you to tell the folks right now is both in the science and in the thinking. What has what lights you up when you listen to your own speakers and you you really study this yourself? What are the biggest breakthroughs you think we're having right now? Yeah, thank you, and thanks for that introduction, Adrian. And um, yeah, so you know, as you know, at, at, at Radfest, I mean, every almost every speaker had something so great to offer and. They were given limited amounts of time, so I didn't get to cover everything. But there's such a vast uh, number of new innovations coming to the table so fast. Uh, everything from Synalytics now, uh, which, which, are, uh, which everybody 
fundamentally can afford when we talk about being able to afford these innovations. Um, right. I, I, I use a product called Cinelake Activator, for, uh, for, uh, for example, that only costs about, uh, I think it's right around $15 a bottle or something like that, put out by Life Extension, that uh, helps get a, a rid of uh, senescent cells in the body. And it's very effective. I mean, I've had really good responses on it. Um, I got a measurement, some, some blood work recently, uh, that really uh, showed my uh, senescence at a very low level. I'm now 70. I'll be 74 at the end of this month on Halloween. So trick or treat to everybody. <laughs> Congratulations! So, Happy um, birthday! Thank you, thank you. And I'm um, so uh, yes, I I'm I'm excited. Uh, also, uh, some of the key things that are happening right now, uh, and so much more coming uh, in it is gene therapies. Um, Dr. Bill Andrews is actually working on a gene. Well, he has—he actually has a gene therapy uh, that can uh, theoretically, and has been proven in on the lab, can lengthen telomeres, um, and that's that's a real key factor uh, for reversing aging, because that's what we want to do. We not only want to stop aging, we want to reverse it, um, and you know, so we can maximize our most uh, vital, uh, the most vital health and vitality that we can. And so he's working on that along with Liz Parrish of BioViva. Uh, Dr. Bill Andrews is uh, the owner of Sierra Sciences, and um, he's, got, he's an award-winning scientist. He actually this year won the Bacon Prize at RadFest uh, for his work in, in longevity, super longevity. And, and then there's, uh, well, uh, I mean, there's so much great work, as you heard the panel on stem cells now, uh, was phenomenal, um, all of how fast that field is moving. And uh, I, th- I think there's, there's some uh, activity now in that arena that actually is uh, definitely slowing aging. Uh, if not, and, of course, we, we have need more data on that. That's, that's the key because we don't want to just claim any of, th- any of these things randomly. We're, uh, we have some doctors now working to collect more data on on exactly the effect of some of the stem cells and exosome both. Uh, but there's, you know, really good signs of that uh, it's definitely slowing aging, if not in some, some areas reverse aging, and can be applied to so many different uh, uh, parts or, you know, aspects of the body that can continuously rejuvenate us. So, so I just want to, I listen James, I just want our yes. listeners to understand that there's a lot of information here. As you say, even you who see all of this um, have difficulty listing all of it because there's so much going on. So please remember, yeah, folks, right. we have had Liz Parrish on. We talked in depth about uh, gene therapy. So there you will be able to have that always archived or on iTunes, wherever you listen. Uh, we have the video with the six breakthroughs that was shown at RADFest, one of them being cell therapy, one of them being gene therapy, uh, one of them um, explaining senescence, and all of the things that you're hearing James Stroll rattle off here have some more depth of information, plus there's so much to learn from the books uh, by geroscientists like Dr. Sinclair, Dr. Barzillai, um, Mike Fossil, many of the people who've been on our show. So you're not alone here as you hear what James Stroll thinks are the very tipping points of age reversal. Now, we're not even talking about immortality here or anything that difficult concepts. We're talking about things happening right now. So before we go further, uh, you did mention telomeres 
a number of times. Please define that for everybody so they understand why you're so excited about the gene therapy research. Okay, well, well, pretty, um, you know, over, there's overwhelming proof now that uh, a lot of data now that the stem cells, excuse me, the uh, telomeres, uh, which are the end caps of the chromosomes, uh, actually determine um, uh, our age. Um, and you can measure that. You can measure your biological age with them. Um, and of course, as longer we're here, the, the shorter these telomeres get. And so this gene therapy that Dr. Bill Andrews has uh, can has proven to lengthen them. Uh, speaking of Liz Parrish, as you probably know, she actually has taken a yes. uh, small dose of this gene therapy that, doc, that Dr. Bill Andrews has supplied for her. And yes. it's been, uh, she's had measurements uh, of her telomeres, which have proven out, uh, have, have lengthened. Um, I've known her for before she did this, this therapy. And just by, you know, her skin texture, her muscle tone, which she does not work out or anything, it, it has, has been remarkably, uh, I'll say, renewed in many, way, many levels. Uh, but most of all, uh, the measurements that we're, we're getting, uh, which we'll, we'll continue to take, to more prove this out, but we really want to get this into human trials too, on a, on a, on a grand scale, so we can really uh, tell, you know, that the the true depth of, of this gene therapy and, it, and its effect. Uh, yes. But, so let, let so, me just remember, remind everybody though that the the pushback that uh, James Stroll gets is that a lot of what he's doing is not FDA approved. The data isn't there. The endpoints that are required aren't there. Uh, the research is done in other countries, et cetera, et cetera. We will deal with that separately. Uh, so I'm not saying that yeah. any of these work, but but they're happening for real. And I think that they're getting the attention of the regulators to the point where th- thoughts are changing. So that's why I want to finish this segment with you, James. You said to me that an important discussion is not just innovation in the science, but innovation in the thinking. And you all often speak about a lineage of immortality, which is a kind of advancement in thinking that go hand in hand with the new science. Can you explain that? Right. Us? Yes. In short terms, we know there's a sort of immortal germline. And, um, uh, and, and so short story on this is, is that um, consequently um, – you know what is the mindset that we need to have this 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 whole uh i'll say program this new um movement to actually create unlimited lifespans is a um big adventure in itself much less much less a challenge so what is it going to take for us uh to i'll say not only walk that path but to achieve our goals in this it's going to take a mindset I'll say that goes past what we have in our in our mortal mindset that we have now. This is really why there's and people a lot of people may not understand this, but this is really why we have sometimes the resistance we have because we're still looking out of the lens of a mortal consciousness. And so, like everything else, and any any new innovation, whether it's the airplane or or you name it, flying, uh, uh, you know, breaking the sound barrier, et cetera, we're all there's always skeptics because uh, it was never done before. And so, consequently, the human nature is to uh, always see the, all of our, new, our newest innovations uh, out of that skepticism. And nothing, nothing wrong with that on one level, but at the same time, 
uh, there's a, there has to be a change of mindset to actually be been able to adapt ourselves into this new life that we're creating. And that has to do with the immortal lineage, that we're all connected. I think there's a primal, primal I'll, I'll use the term primal scream in all of us for life that we've suppressed. And it's really what, what genuinely connects us as human beings. And it's also what takes us out of the era of the survival into the era of creativity. And, and that's where we need to be as human beings. So we're not, we're, we're, we're more engaged in creativity than we are survival. We have to stop this telling of ourselves and one another. And this is the great thing about extending unlimited lifespans and begin to create a value of human life that's never seen before. So, well, fa- so this is my, fascinating. Uh, uh, this is what I'm excited about. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, this is yes, what really so moves you. Yes, this is what really moves you. Me, I understand. Yes, I, it's what I feel the energy from. I connected. I personally feel I connected to this lineage in my own body. It's energized me in a new way. In fact, I even had just a new experience a few months ago in that, of connecting to that when connecting with other people who, who can identify with that. And really, it, it, it's the true connection to us as human beings. It, it, it's, what, it's that primal scream for life in all of us. So one of the things I promised you I was going to confront you with uh, and I don't know if a lot of people ask you about this, but we're going to do this in our next segment. The money, honey, uh, you're coming up with a lot of innovations. The sci- yeah, I know the science is coming up with a lot of innovations, including the FDA um, uh, soon possibly may approve metformin, but uh, will that mean it's covered? Um, you know, even today, certain hearing aids and dentistry isn't even covered for the average American. So what about all the costs of longevity? Uh, Folks, I heard one gentleman, very credible, who takes 100 nutraceuticals a day. Now, not suggesting this, but think about that. Let's say that that could make him healthier. Not everybody can afford that. And I'm going to put your feet to the fire a little bit about this. Don't you go anywhere. All of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, because I am happy. And I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me not even a bit. Cause I am happy, and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. Da 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 da. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation World, the Fountain of Truth, the Fountain of Truth about aging. And with this show and all of our shows, you don't get enough information, there's no doubt. So we have been talking uh, to the co-director and co-founder of People Unlimited. It's a growing movement. Uh, He's the executive director of the Coalition for Radical Life Extension. And in a world where we uh, pinch ourselves with glee because we can live to 73 or 76 or 80, and we spend millions on uh, aging with chronic diseases during those very years. New science, very credible science, pretty much agreed to by most geroscientists, say that we're on a tipping point of living longer, maybe to 100, 115, and healthy. So they no longer call it lifespan, they call it health span. But our guest, James Stroll, uh, who's also an author, just getting started, 50 Years of Living Forever, goes a little further, or perhaps a lot further, says we should think like immortalists, 
like we can live forever. And there may be a tipping point where we will be able to do that. And he's working very hard to, let's say, mainstream these ideas. Now I put your feet to the fire, James. Let's say you're right. And we can actually live forever if we do certain things, like the innovations that you have discussed that are coming up. Who's going to be able to afford it? Isn't it true that your biggest criticism is that it's the millionaires of this world, the people who could spend now $100,000 to go into space for three minutes, uh, that are going to be able to buy all the devices, the nutraceuticals, the stem cells, the gene therapy, and the rest of us will just, in the vernacular, drop dead? What's the scoop here <laughs> on the cost? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. thank you. Thank you for asking right. that. That is a good question. Right. It's not necessarily the biggest. Yeah, it's not necessarily the biggest resistance, but it is one of the bigger, big ones. Uh, so, or, or I'll say biggest question. Okay. So, um, so first of all, I'll just begin by saying we should be thankful for the people that can afford these uh, re- these therapies and innovations when they first come out, because they're the ones that buy it. Okay, first, and then they drive the price down. A good example that I think will nip all this in the bud. Okay, uh, this, this this question is that. Uh, the, the recent, most recent innovation uh, uh, that was so expensive is a cell phone, okay? Now, as we're carrying a computer around in our hands, the first computer cost about $50 million. It was a block long, and, of course, we couldn't carry that in our pocket, and no one could afford, afford that, of course. But then we couldn't even afford the first, first uh, uh, cell phone. Uh, I remember having uh, one that was like a horse's leg. You had to, carry, you know, lift it up to get it to your, your, your ear, and, they, and it was so expensive to use. Right. It's so expensive to use it about wiped me out the first couple months. So, but then, you know, the people who could afford it bought them and, and utilized them just like every other innovation, and eventually it became available for everybody because they helped drive the price down by them buying it, okay? And that's how, that's how our economy works. And, and really, instead of, instead of uh, uh, resenting any of these people who can afford it, uh, I, mean, I mean, that's a whole other subject as far as greed and so forth in the world, but, but we should be grateful for them buying it so they can drive the price down, and that's what will happen with all these innovations. There's already many innovations that are available now that were that were more expensive just uh, just six months or a year ago. Many synthetics that you can get now at, that you couldn't get that were that were a higher price. NAD, for example, now is oh my yeah. gosh! I can remember just three years ago. I mean, if you want to get an injection of that intravenously, you're looking at about four thousand dollars. Okay, now you can get it for like five hundred and fifty dollars an injection. You can get the NAD uh, prescursor powder uh, for like $56. I mean, it's great. That's it. And this is because the market has been driven down, and this is what happens. So we right. can be so grateful. Right, so that's the trickle down. For, that's yeah. the trickle down. But yeah, now let's ask exactly. a different question. Let's ask this, uh, okay. the question that I'm always asking, which is we have Medicare in this country, we have private insurance in this country, and in general it only pays for cures, which isn't, Bad. I mean, this is not a bad country to be sick in, but it's not the greatest country to be well in. That is because well some of these, yeah, some of these things are just not covered. Now, I know that Bill Fallon um, is striking out for a different approach by the FDA. Some very um, conservative scientists and regulators are also striking out for a different approach by the FDA, looking for much more coverage for prevention. Do you see this really happening? Uh, and that would really democratize what you're talking about. Yes, uh, I do see it happening. In fact, it, it, it's going to happen. I mean, it has to happen, and it's going to happen. It's just a, it's just a matter of time because 
eventually these insurance companies are going to see, look, look, they're motivated by money, okay, and understandably, but they're going to see that that's a lot less cost to do preventive medicine than it is to do the patch-ups. And, and they're already seeing this to some level, but eventually they're going to be convinced of this because that's the reality. It, it, you know, if we can cure aging, which we can and will, okay, we're going to cure a prolifera of diseases that we are now singularly spending billions of dollars on. So if we cure aging, we'll, we'll, we'll cure, uh, it'll be like a domino effect on many of these age-related diseases. So it'd be much cheaper to use, say, for example, a gene therapy that can uh, re renew and regenerate the body and cure many diseases than trying to hit them one at a time. It's like getting to the root of the tree. And eventually, they're going to see this uh, as more profitable, and it is already, okay, to take care of yourself. You know that. Everybody knows that. If you take care of yourself and don't have to go to the doctor sure, and, you're and cheaper. maintain yourself, yep. you're cheaper. You've got cheaper maintenance. It's the same principle. The insurance companies are, are, are on some level, lean, very, very few, but are trying to lean that way a little bit. And that's what this metformin study is about too, okay? And, right. and, uh, but it, but it'll, it'll, be, it'll take some time. We have some, uh, you know, use the term, they're not bad people. They're just people who are stuck in, in their ways of thinking. But eventually they'll be motivated by less, less, less expense. So my final and, question and, but, to you is, you know, what you do is global. Uh, and I, yeah. I'm seeing, because I work with the United Nations Committee on Aging, uh, different advances in different countries, Singapore, the U.K., uh, India, are making advancements here uh, in many ways. If you were going to go to uh, one of our policymakers, in a nutshell, what would your argument be for looking at aging differently? Okay. Yeah. 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 Again, thank you for that. <laughs> Great question. I, I think the key thing that um, I would uh, touch on uh, is that we are uh, we are being bankrupt. Okay, literally bankrupt by the um, the illness, uh, old age, and having to take care of uh, aged people. And it's, and not only is it horrendously expensive, it, it's inhumane the way it's being handled. But, but we can save an enormous amount of money by starting to take this super longevity approach and begin to treat people on that, I'll, I'll use the term, holistic level, preventative level, and, and stopping aging. And, and by doing that, we're going to be able to then put, save, first of all, take us out of this bankrupt situation, okay, which most every country is plagued with. From this level, uh, it was no tax with with uh, medical uh, expenses uh, and the cost of, of healthcare, uh, and then we'll be able to switch into, like I said earlier, the era of creativity. We'll begin to put that money into things that mean more, and that is more innovations to actually expand upon and make this world the beautiful place it should be. Because that that was my passion as a, as a small kid when I saw my grandmother die, and that was my experience. That wow, you know. Uh, I, why can't we have heaven here on earth? Why, why do people think that we have to use the term my, uh, when she died, my mother said, oh, she's, you won't see her until she, you go to heaven yourself and die. And I said, well, why can't we have heaven here on earth? And she said, oh, that's a good thought. Why don't you pursue that? So that's what I've done all and my you life. you did. So what, the question is what? Yeah. And so why can't we have that? And we can. And I, th and I, think, that's, I think that's really answering the call of what we're really meant to be as human beings on this planet, to create a world 
uh, that we that is really is really beautiful for us to live in. So what we can now say is that James Stroll is not only the head of uh, the immortality uh, movement, but he is a proponent of the human potential movement, which I think we all That's say right. yes to. So thank you so yes. much, James. It was such a pleasure uh, to be talking with you. And everybody else, well, you know you. what I'm going to say. Get out there, kids, and make it happen. I'm inappropriate.